In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Oil & Gas HSE, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. And thanks to the show's sponsor today, Technip FMC. Technip FMC is a leading technology provider to the traditional and new energy industries, delivering fully integrated projects, products, and services with their proprietary technologies and comprehensive solutions. Technip FMC is helping their clients to support their energy transition ambitions by developing new energy resources and reducing carbon intensity. Tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to their website at technapefmc.com. Check out their iComplete system that optimizes fracking operations with 30% lower costs and also see how their trademarked emission can give operators and producers real-time monitoring and control to reduce flaring while increasing production. Technape FMC, the future of the energy industry. Today, my guest on the show is... And some of you haven't read the show notes and you're saying with that hesitation right there, Russell doesn't have a guest on the show today. He's going solo like he does from time to time and like he did last week. But if you didn't read the show notes, then I fooled you because I do have a very interesting guest on the program today. The problem is I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> So, I have the Vice President of Regulatory Affairs and Business Development of CNL Inspection Company, who's on the other end of the mic right now. Thanks for coming on the show, and how do you say your name? Thank you for having me here, Russell. I have no problem saying your name. My name is Bhargava Kunapuridi. I understand. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, now hang on. See, I, okay. All right. So, your first name is B-H-A-R-G-A-V-A, so that's Bhargava. Okay, that's really phonetically, that's not that hard. Okay, so you go by Bargava or you have a nickname or some other kind of handle or? No, sir, it is Bargava. Bargava, okay. All right, now you work for CNL Inspection, which is a company located in a little known town in East Texas called Sulphur Springs. That's where the headquarters is especially in our international audience. For those of you listening, you're wondering where Sulphur Springs is. Sulphur Springs is almost in the middle between Athens and Paris. <laughs> yeah. So there really is an Athens, Texas, and you go on a state highway called 19 and you come to Athens, Texas. You keep going on that state highway for another I've forgotten, I haven't been there in so long. It's another 25 or 30 miles, and you come to Sulphur Springs. Then you go another 25 or 30 miles north, headed toward the Oklahoma border, and you come to Paris, Texas. So there's an Athens, Texas, and a Paris, Texas, and Sulphur Springs sits right in the middle. But Bargava, I can tell from your accent, you're not from East Texas, right? No, sir, I am not. I'm originally from India. India, and, uh, okay. Came, yeah, and came to the States in 2005 for college. Okay, and where did you go to college? Texas A&M Kingsville. Oh, Texas A&M Kingsville. Okay, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because that reminds me, I wanted to tell everybody actually where I met you, and I met you at the API Houston Chapter Sporting Clays Tournament, 
CNL was there. In fact, your president was there. We're going to talk a little bit more about CNL here in just a minute, but CNL is a woman-owned business and a very successful one at that. And as it relates to its safety culture, we're going to really emphasize that here in just a minute. You guys had a tent at our API Houston Chapter Sporting Clays Tournament, and that's where I met you. And I wanted to mention that because, yes, we are heard in over 100 countries Our biggest listenership, though, is in the Houston and surrounding areas. If you don't know, API Houston Chapter puts on what we call five fun events, five fun events that support our scholarship fund. And we have endowed scholarships at five Texas universities, including Texas A&M Kingsville. These are endowed scholarships for petroleum engineering students. We also have them at the University of Texas. We have them at Texas A&M at the main campus in College Station, Texas Tech, and the University of Houston. In addition to that, even though it's not an endowed fund, we also have a scholarship fund to the petroleum engineering department at LSU. And over the past 35 years, we've contributed almost $2.9 million to these funds. And it's specifically for petroleum engineering students, and it's funded by these fun events. One is the Sporting Clays Tournament. We have four others, including golf and tennis. And even if you're a cowboy, we even have what's called Cowboy Days. And then (laughs) we have what's called the Three Gun Challenge. And all these things fund our scholarship fund. And so if you're in the Houston area, you need to support, and especially if you want to support your industry, You want to support the future of your industry. And if you want to support your school, all you guys out there from Texas A&M and from UT and Texas Tech and University of Houston and LSU, support the API Houston Chapter Scholarship Fund. You can do that by participating in the events. But even if you're not in the Houston area, you can support the scholarship fund. You can go straight to the API Houston Chapter website, and there's a place where you can contribute to the scholarship fund. Okay, so Bargava, that little shameless advertising there for API Houston Chapter, since I am the current, although outgoing, chairman of API Houston Chapter, but I'm very proud of the work that we have done with the scholarship fund and also some other charitable contributions we've made and even some work we've done with uh, engineering students at Houston Independent School District's School of Engineering. So, Bargava, let's talk about, so you're the Vice President of Regulatory Affairs and Business Development for CNL Inspection. So what's CNL Inspection? What is it and what do you inspect? Before getting into that, Russell, I just want to say that we feel very honored and privileged to be a part of the API chapter in Houston and all the wonderful events and the outreach programs that we have going on and the scholarship programs that we have going on for all these various schools and the up-and-coming petroleum engineers. Very honored. Thank you for the opportunity on that. Oh, well, we thank you. With that being said, at CNL Inspection, there are no prizes for guessing here. We provide third-party inspection and construction management services to our clients in the oil and gas industry all across the United States. Even though we are located in a small town in Sulphur Springs, our reach is big. We are established in 2013, nine years ago. We are a women-owned business. And we are the first certified women's business enterprise in the third-party inspection category in the entire United States. Okay, now you're the first certified what? Women's business enterprise in the third-party inspection category. 
Wow. Okay. And your primary focus is oil and gas. Yes. You said construction management. So we're talking mostly pipelines or including pump stations and things like that? Yeah, I can expand on that a little bit. Some of our typical projects include transmission and distribution pipeline construction, facilities construction, like you mentioned, water and wastewater construction, fiber optic installation even. Oh, wow. Yeah, and tank farm construction projects, just to name a few. We have other competencies as well as a firm, but yes. And so one of the reasons I wanted to have you guys on the show, you have a real passion for safety. In fact, you've got some kind of, you just set some kind of record, didn't you? Yes, we did. Well, to start off, I want to say that continuous improvement is at the heart of everything we do as a firm within CNL. We were established, like I mentioned this, we were established like nine years ago, and we were able to achieve our first million safe man hours without any recordables or incidents last year, 2021. So one million man hours without any recordable incidents? Yes. Yes, you heard that right here, sir. (laughs) And you're in an industry where there are a lot of incidents, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. We only have the best on this show. So that's quite a milestone. That's quite an achievement. So how did you do that? Yeah, we are very proud of this achievement. And we attribute that to our safety culture. And we firmly believe that safety is everyone's responsibility, not just the guys out there. There are several programs within our company that have helped us to achieve this milestone as well as inculcating that culture of safety excellence and that it is everyone's responsibility. Do you want me to expand on what our programs are, Russell? Oh, I think, yes, 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 absolutely. Fire away. As an inspection firm, it's not the norm that inspection firms train their employees internally, but we do that with pride. To promote our safety culture, we have periodic employee trainings, uncommon, again, for an inspection firm. We have developed an annual training curriculum in which we emphasize general and behavioral safety as a key component. So how this works is a weekly training module goes out to every field employee through our LMS program, LMS System Learning Management System, and they have a quiz attached to this module. It's our way of ensuring they're actually going through the material and retaining the information. One of the criterions for pass is it has to be 100% pass. There are no flexibilities. We do not compromise on that. But we do offer them multiple attempts to reach that goal. Enables us to, one, to have a regular communication out there showing our commitment to our employees and also emphasizing that they're responsible, that they hold up their end of the deal as well. So that's an interesting thing because a lot of times those kind of online quizzes or whatever, people just kind of, let's be honest, there's the tendency to go in there and I'll just go straight to the test and all I got to do is pass the test. But you require 100% accuracy on the test, so they really do have to pay attention. That's an interesting concept. Did you come up with this program yourself? or It's a team effort within CNL. We all discuss all our initiatives. Yes, sir. Another thing is they cannot just jump to this quiz, like you mentioned. They have to go through the video first, then they cannot skip the video. (laughs) (laughs) So this particular program, did you all develop it yourself or did you all purchase this from somebody else? No, sir. It is an in-house developed program. Oh, it's an an in-house program. Yes, sir. Interesting. Yeah, the LMS system, we have purchased it from SAP. It's called SAP Litmus. That's just the technology, but all the training is in-house developed. And how many employees do you have? Currently, we are at 150, approximately. 
Okay, so all 150 of those people have to participate in this training? Every week, yes, sir. Every week? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yeah, there is no negotiation when it comes to this part. And we observe the metrics very closely as to what the participation rates are, whatnot. And I'm happy to report we are, every week without fail, we are at least 98, 99% participation. One person, one or two person, maybe because the employee is out or whatnot. But yeah, overall, we have 97, 98% participation in these quizzes and completions. Well, there you go, folks. That may be worth the price of admission here today. <laughs> this isn't just a once a month or once every quarter or whatever. This is a serious commitment if you're doing it like this on a weekly basis. Yeah, and it's a nice segue to talk about you know, our top management's commitment as well. Before jumping into that, I just want to give you a few examples of what this training means. What does it mean? Yes, we are putting out modules, but what does these modules mean, right? Sure. We focus on things like conflict de-escalation because our employees are out there in the field and usually some projects are conflict prone. So we train our employees on to how to de-escalate these situations, you know, and to maintain that image of the pipeline industry as we want others to see it, not what the media is portraying our industry to be. We provide training on drug and alcohol refreshers, ethics in workplace, what is expected out of you as an inspector other than your technical expertise. We also train on cybersecurity training, which is a growing issue within our industry. And also we emphasize the behavioral aspect of an inspector out there in the field as well. Well, that sounds like a pretty comprehensive program. Yes, sir. We have some very bright people working for us to come up with these ideas. Well, that's great. I'm glad when I can have guests like this come on the show and promote something very positive, especially as it relates to safety. You mentioned, for example, trying to combat the media portrayal of the industry, and that's something that I think is very important. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, sir. Mainly because the inspectors are people in the field. Not many of them are customer-facing, but some of our inspectors are customer-facing. They are the face of our client. You know, the client cannot be there all the time. And that's the reason why we are there out there in the field. And we are an extension of our client. And it is imperative for us to represent ourselves and our client in the best manner we can to the public that we may encounter in the field. Not necessarily that an inspector will ever have to encounter that, but in case they have to encounter a situation, they're well prepared on how to handle it. That's a very refreshing thing to think about, that you remember that sometimes you're the face of the client. That's another very important thing to consider. Yeah, and we absolutely take pride in representing our client. Well, that's great. What else you got for us? Well, yeah, there are several other programs that we have within CNDL. Right now, we are in the process of rejigging our entire organization around the API 1173 Safety Management System Framework, which is, again, focused on continuous improvement. We started this journey in 2020 in partnership with our client. We started as they have started transitioning, and we plan to implement this full framework in Q4 2022. We started this program in September Q4 2020, and now it took us two full years, I think, to come to implementing this program, in which we plan to release in Q4 2022. Okay, so Bhargava, on top of all this, you have even more. Tell me about that. Yes, sir. You know, as part of our continuous improvement program, we have a daily report review. So what we do within CNL is 
all our inspectors daily reports are reviewed by the supervisors on a daily basis and they grade these reports on a scale of one to ten nine being minimum acceptable wait 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 nine being minimum acceptable yes sir wow you guys are tough Yes, sir. Yeah, we do not compromise on safety or quality when it comes to pipeline construction. That's great. Yeah. In addition, you know, Russell, our compliance team does the same. And so in addition to the supervisors reviewing the daily reports, our compliance team reports the daily reports. And, you know, we do this so that, you know, we are catching opportunities for improvement in real time. We don't want to wait a week, a month, a quarter or worse. The client come to us and tell us that, hey, you need to look at this. We want to be proactive and this helps us keep or stay ahead in the game. What other thing, I don't want to talk about it too much, but another thing, we took this step one one step further. Our supervisor's reports are also reviewed by the area managers and the area managers' reports are reviewed by the top management. So it's a full cycle. And that's how we complete the loop on daily report reviews. Well, and I think that's a very important point. We talk a lot about that on this show. If you don't have everyone involved in a loop. I hate to use the old cliche, but it's the weakest link in the chain analogy. And you just can't have that. You've got to make sure you've connected all the dots with all levels of field personnel, operational personnel, all the way up to management in the C-suite. Yes, 100% correct. I agree with you. Two other things, Russell, and I'll close off with this. We also have employee recognition programs. We celebrate employees on a periodic basis, usually once a month. And we also have an inspector of the week program as well, who go above and beyond the expectations of the normal duties and in turn contributing to our safety and quality excellence. Inspector of the week. Yeah. You guys don't let any grass grow under your feet from the daily to the weekly stuff that you do. (laughs) No, sir. We are very invested with our employees. And that's the last part I want to talk about is our employee education programs. So if there are any qualified employees and they seek to enhance their skills, CNL will support with their education with any outside party. Like, you know, for instance, if an utility inspector wants to get certified with CPWI or CWI, and if they're qualified and the management has confidence in them, they will support the employees in achieving that or, you know, pursuing that qualification. Wow, that's great. So Bhargava, I assume you're on LinkedIn. Yes, sir. And people can find you there. All right. Yes, sir. We will put your LinkedIn contact information in the show notes because I would think there's plenty of people out there who would perhaps like to speak with you on a more intimate basis there because you guys have one of the most impressive safety programs and commitment to your safety culture that one of the best that's ever come on the show. One final thing I have to ask this question, Bargava. Are pipelines safe? 100%. I mean, even statistically speaking, pipelines or liquids that are transported through pipelines are you know, multifold safer than you know the alternatives. How else are we going to transport the gas through rail cars? I mean, it's just absurd that people even have the discussion. Are pipelines the same thing as talking like, are airplanes safe? Well, I mean, statistically speaking, they are the safest means of transportation. And same with pipelines when it comes to oil and gas. I firmly believe that, Russell. I think that's a good analogy. And I won't get into the politics of, you know, about the rail cars and who owns the rail cars. <laughs> but anyway. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, but we we uh, we definitely need to make that case. Bargava, 
I've really been impressed with talking to you and talking about the safety culture at CNL. I want to thank you for coming on the show. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Oil and Gas HSE, a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify and tell your friends about us on all your social media. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much, Russell. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.